Welcome. I'm Pastor John, and you're listening to the Still Meadow Church of the Nazarene Sermon Podcast. Still Meadow Church of the Nazarene is a Bible-believing church located in York, Pennsylvania. Please be sure to check out our webpage, www.stillnaz.com, for ways to connect, watch, request prayer, and to give. As Jesus grew up in the synagogue, they would use the Jewish Psalter for readings and psalms. Since we are striving to be like him, it is helpful and insightful to worship with those texts. Now to the sermon. Do you ever wonder what songs bounced around in the heart and soul of our Savior, Jesus? You think he would go around work singing, this little light of mine, I'm gonna... Probably not, because um, that wasn't written until recently. Um, but I wonder, I wonder what songs... Actually, I don't have to wonder. We have this thing called the Bible, the canon of Scripture that's been passed down to us through the church. And in the Old Testament, the Jewish Scriptures, there's a songbook right in the middle. If you open up, you've got the Psalms right here. These are songs that I'm sure Jesus would have heard his mother and grandmother singing. He probably would have heard them in the synagogue on Sabbath. These Psalms, I'm sure infiltrated the way he thought. As a matter of fact, there are times where he is interacting with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and when there is, comes to a point of contention, he quotes a psalm and throws it out as a question. And then there's the, the famous where we can all remember where he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the cross, in the middle of his grief, he's quoting Psalm 22. In a very real way, these psalms actually helped form and direct our Savior. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That means he learned, right? We as Christians, Jesus' followers, we trust Jesus to save us, to give us salvation. But we also trust him to teach us. We trust him to guide us in how to live. And if he himself used the Psalms in his own life, what about us? So this series is called Jesus's, as that is an awkward word, Jesus's songbook. For the next three weeks, I want to invite you um, to journey with us. On Sunday mornings, we're going to look at three different Psalms. Um, but then every weekday, we're also going to have a Psalm that you can read at home. If you um, go to stillnaz.com slash sermon blog, you'll see the psalms that are coming up for this week. I encourage you, as Jesus used these psalms for prayers, that you would do the same. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 107. So go ahead, if you have your Bible with you, to turn to Psalm 107. I'm going to need your help as we read Psalm 107. Um, I'm going to need your help saying this phrase that you will see on the screen behind me, or if you're online, see there. What does it say? Praise okay, yes, some of you are already saying it with gusto. So let's all say it like we believe it on the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, okay. We're going to be saying that a few more times as I go ahead and read 
Psalm 107. Would you please stand? And when we get to thank you, Lord, say it as enthusiastically and jubilantly as you can. So, Here we go, Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. Everybody together. Thank you, Lord. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Say it with me. Thank you, Lord. Now, some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and they despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress and he brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfaithfulness love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and he cuts through bars of iron. Say it with me. Thank you, Lord. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Thank you, Lord. Now some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. Thank you, Lord. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. And then he turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. And there he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards and yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see. The upright rejoice. 
but all the wicked shut their mouths. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. This is the psalm for us today. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord. You may be seated. What a ride that psalm is. I um, don't know if you ever do this at home, but these things that we call the scriptures were actually written to be spoken. And so if you're ever feeling like it's a little flat in your quiet time as you are reading the word, I encourage you, read aloud. And if you're like, I'm not that great of a reader, if you have a Bible app on your phone, they will read aloud for you. And there's some really cool accents on there, so check it out. Listen, though, to the word and feel the movement of it. And you know what I see in the movement of this psalm? I see, I see that those who cry out, those who cry out to the Lord in their distress are heard. I don't know what distress you are facing today, but this is a promise that was true for Jesus' people and is true for us through Jesus today. When we are in distress, all we've got to do is cry out and he hears us. He is the God longing for us to, to speak to him and to cry out to him with our distress, with what is troubling us. And look at, look at, there's like four basic groups as we're riding through this psalm. You, you've got your first group of people who are just kind of wandering. They're kind of lost with no place to belong. And guess what? In their lostness, they cry out. God finds them, hears them, and helps them. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord? And then the second group of people are locked down in darkness. They're in prison. But when they cry out, God shines the brightness of his presence, breaks the chains, and sets them free. Thank you, Lord. And then the third group of people, they're, they're suffering the consequences of their own sin, right? It's like they, they feel like they're right next to death because of all the things that they've done. And they cry out while on death's doorstep, and God rescues them from that space and brings them out of their distress. Somebody say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Sorry. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, do, we'll get this. Okay, the fourth group of people started with hope for their journeys, but lost courage and got filled with fear. Then they cry out, and what does God do? He delivers them from their distress. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see that God hears? Do you see that God is actively listening? There's no busy signal when you call out to him. This is such good news that the people of Israel must gather and tell the stories again and again. Bump up to the start of the, the psalm. Look at verse 2. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. These are the people who have been gathered from the exile, the people who God has brought home. 
In a very real sense, every time we gather on Sunday, here in this space or online in our cyber sanctuary, every time we gather, we're like this group of redeemed people gathering to tell the story of redemption, to remember what God has done. There's a strengthening that we gain in community when the stories are retold, when transformation and rescue is remembered, when hope is lifted high. When we gather every Sunday, we gather to give thanks to God and to tell the incredible gospel story because what was true in this psalm became true in Jesus, right? Think about how Jesus lived this psalm out with his own life. Think about the people that were in distress as he was walking the streets of the promised land. Think about it as he's walking up to Jericho, blind Bartimaeus calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd tries to shut him up and he cries even louder and Jesus says, bring him over and then heals his blindness. Think about the moment when he's teaching in that home and the roof opens up and four friends full of faith longing for their paralytic friend to be able to walk home. They lower him into that house and Jesus is like, what's up? He sees their faith. He hears their hearts cry. He knows he wants them, to, he, he, that they want him to walk home. And so he says, son, your sins are forgiven. And guess what? I want you to walk home, carry your mat. Jesus lived this psalm out. He heard the cries of his people and he answered them. The gospel is the good news that in Jesus, we are all rescued if we cry out to him. Jesus rescues us us from lives lost and wandering. Jesus rescues us from the trouble we caused because of our own sin. Jesus restores hope to us when we've lost our hope like those on the sea. Thanks be to God. Did you relate to any of those stories? Did you ever feel like you were just kind of lost, wandering? Did you ever feel imprisoned? Did you ever feel like the weight of all your sin was on you and you were close to death, maybe even wanting to die? Did you ever feel like you had set out and you had really great intentions and then like you are just overwhelmed and feel lost at sea? We gather on Sundays to remember that he has heard us. When we cry out, he redeems us and rescues us. When we sing those songs, we remember the truth about our lives, what Jesus has done for us and strengthens us to live for him the rest of the week. I think it's important for us to take moments to pause and think about our own stories, the way this psalm invites us to. The psalm is like, let the redeemed tell their story. When you came in, you, you got a little note card. If you didn't get a note card, you might have a smartphone. And if you're online, you can write this, find some paper somewhere, or write this on your computer or whatever it is that you're watching this on. Um, but I, I think it would be really cool for us to celebrate God's work in our hearts by, by taking some time to, to write out our redemption story. And so here's, here's three basic steps, three ways to think about this. Before I trusted Christ, where were you before Jesus' love and light entered your life and, and came in, right? What, what was it that you were suffering with? And then the, the second question is, how did you come to trust Christ? 
Was it an addiction that you just hit rock bottom with? Was it someone who came into work who had just, just beamed hope and joy, and you're like, I know I don't have that. I've got a lot of things, but I don't have that, and that's what I want. Was it, was it because of someone's example? How did you come to trust Christ? And then finally, since you've trusted Christ, what has changed in you? How do you see the world? How do you see yourself? How do you see your family? How do you see your calling? What has changed about how you live? I'm going to invite Pastor John to come. He's going to play something behind us. But I want us to take a moment just to, to sit in gratitude for what God has done, the redemption story that he's writing in our lives. And so if you want, you can write this on your phone, before I trusted Christ, fill it out. Or if you've got your little piece of paper, you can take a pen if you brought one, you can write it out right there. God, I thank you so much that you are the God of redemption you're the God who takes stories that look like they're over and you restart them. You're the God who takes um, stories that look like they're dead and you bring them to life. You're the, you're the God who brings stories that looks like um, it's just lost at sea and you bring them home. And so we're going to take some moments to celebrate what you've done in our hearts. We're, gonna, we're just going to take a moment to be grateful together in these, in these times. So where you are sitting right now, here or on our cyber sanctuary, where were you before you trusted Christ? What was life like for you? Go ahead and take some time to think about that and, and write, it, write it down. was life like for you before you turned from your sin and turned to him? thinking, Pastor Josh, we're here to listen to you talk. Actually, when we come together every Sunday, we come to listen to the Holy Spirit. I get to be a vessel and get to share some insights that he shared with me, with you. Today, I, I think it's important for us to be quiet and listen. And so this next question, how have you trusted Christ? What was it that brought you to him? What was it that that caused you to turn your life over to him, to trust him with your future, with your present, to trust your past with all of its stuff. What was it? Who was it? Take a moment and write it down and be thankful.
And that last thing, since I've trusted Christ, go ahead and write out what has changed in the way you approach the world, the way you interact in your family, the way you live at work, the way you think about yourself and the way you think about others. What has changed because of Christ in your life? What is the effect of his holiness in you? Go ahead and write that down and and be thankful. Father, I thank you that you are, yes, you are the God who's on the throne of the universe. You rule it all, yet you see it all. You see all of us. Your unfailing love that this psalm so joyfully proclaims, it's not an exclusive only for that kind of person love. It's a a love that is for all humanity. We thank you. We thank you that we can trust you. We thank you that you are the most trustworthy thing in reality. You are love itself, and so we trust you. Thank you, Lord. Now, in a couple minutes, we're going to receive communion where we remember that in Christ, we are one. Where we remember that Jesus Christ died for us and rose from the grave for us, which reminds us that we are worth giving up life for. Jesus died for you. You. And the resurrection power that raised him from the dead is at work in all of us who believe. And that power is greater than anything, any other power in this world. But I think before we celebrate communion, I think it would be cool to hear a couple stories, to to let the redeemed of the Lord tell their stories here. If you're online, what I'd love for you to do is to go ahead and leave it in the comments. And so I've got this microphone right here. I'm going to turn it on. Don't worry about touching it. Just leave it right there. Our mic guys are really good, and they'll figure it out, okay? And so you don't have to. So just leave it right there. If you're short, just talk, okay? Don't worry. If you're tall, just talk. They'll get you. What I'd like you to do, though, if you want to share your story and give glory to God, is come up and say, before I trusted Christ, and then fill in the blank. And then say how I trusted Christ was, and then fill in the blank, and then say since I've trusted Christ. Now look, your life is really long. We could listen to your whole life story, but we're not going to. Today, we want, we want the snapshot. We want the elevator ride version, 90 seconds. We're not going to turn the mic off on you like in the debate. That's not going to happen. Um, but we, would, we do want to celebrate communion together, and we want to celebrate your story. 
Um, and so if there are a couple people who want to come and share their redemption story in this way, go ahead and come up, say your name. And when the person is done, let's all say together, thank you, Lord, and clap, okay? So if you want to come up, um, this is the open mic right here. And if, if no one comes up, that's fine. But I'm sure there's at least one or two. It's fun. Someone came up in the last service and, and she said, I hope no one judges me for... Come on up, Connie. And she shared her story of deliverance. It was incredible. And we weren't judging. We're celebrating what God has done in her life. And we remember through her story that that's possible for anybody. What'd you share, Connie? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for sharing. Sharing. Anybody else? Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. In the last service, um, young lady, Megan, I think she's... 18, came and shared how she was on death's door wanting to die and God rescued her and her grandfather pointed her to Christ and now she trusts him and is finding her identity in him and what he says of her. Praise God, he rescues us. Anybody else want to tell their story? And I hope online somebody's doing it too. That'd be awesome. Hi, Titus. Hey. That was my mom. Um, she has a big part to do with um, my story. Um, before I turned to Christ, I was a kid. Um, and I felt weak, I felt torn apart, um, I felt defeated, um, I felt bullied by one of my brothers, um, but God abused that, and I turned to God um, by my bedside and asked him to help me, um, and then I ran from God until I was 17, um, and he sent somebody right into work, um, and she set an example for me. There's a lot of things that played into this whole thing. My mom gave a good example of prayer. Every morning, pray. Every morning, pray. Reading. I'm turning to God. And this woman, this lady, set an example. And I began to read the Bible. And God just convicted me. 
um, of my sin and brought me back to him. Um, he freed me from marijuana addiction, from pornography addiction, a love for alcohol, an escape in alcohol, and all those things, and unexplainable anger. I was just angry all the time. Hmm. Um, and he began to show me through his word how to be free. So that's my Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you. Um, we have a mic here, but you have a mic with your life. There are people in your home and in your workplace, in your neighborhood, who need to take a, an elevator ride with you and to hear how God has changed you. Hear what has happened because you've trusted Jesus Christ. Some of you may think, well, that's for them. I'm too far gone. The, this psalm is like, no one's too far gone, right? When you cry out to the Lord in your distress, He hears you and rescues you. I've seen too many stories that just keep backing this up for me to not believe it. It is true. The transformation that is possible in Christ is real and it's good for the person themselves and for the world. Thank you for joining us for the Still Meadow Sermon Podcast. Again, please click over to our website, www.stillnaz.com. If you have a prayer request, you can go directly to stillnaz.com prayer. If you want to connect with people at Still Meadow, go to stillnaz.com connect. If you want to support Still Meadow Church of the Nazarene financially, go to stillnaz.com give. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be here again next week.